do uh, the hand the other handheld games. Yep. But I always remember this one being particularly goofy. Yeah. Overall. Well, I remember like there's so many weird things like the the rat cave where you could be Ratman. Yeah, there was a. No, you weren't Ratman. You were the Radicator. Oh, the Radicator. Blah blah. Basically, Batman, but rat rats. Yeah, there was a bat a Batman parody down in the basement, and you'd become the Radicator. Yep. So you could. Uh, and the gold gimmick was you would use that to like defeat like uh, thugs that would appear occasionally in the in the um, hotel, or like alien invasions would happen. <laughs> yep. Or robot monkey attacks. Oh yeah, because wasn't yes. one of the antagonists like a robot monkey? Yeah, the final the final villain of the game is like this robotic monkey butler huh. who tries to take over the hotel. There's like an underground mole man at one point, a mummy shows up. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a goofy like game overall, but it's surprisingly competent for what it is. also known as the Barbecue Games on Instagram. And I'm Alex, his sister, who brings only chaos. And together we are the Gaming and Collecting Podcast, a mostly video game-centered podcast. But half the time, we just talk about anime. And that collecting thing, well, that's mostly just an implication at best. So come along and enjoy us on this adventure as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? <laughs> I feel like this week is flying by. It's gone to by so oh, fast. Must be nice. Oh, well, it's not even over yet because we're recording on Thursday. Well, yeah, no, true. <laughs> it's really gonna mess me up tomorrow. Um, yep. But oh well. Um, well, I'm guessing yours went by slow. <laughs> it's going by well, slow. It goes by pretty slow, and you don't know what the fuck you're doing for, like, your career. <laughs> well, hey, there's options out there, you know, you'll be you'll be fine. I know. I just, at this point, it's like, either lay me off or don't. Yeah. Don't just have me do literally nothing all day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so my, my week's been very much, I'm either doing inspection shit, or when the inspection people run out of work, then I'm just doing whatever they can find. So. Yep. It's just annoying at well, this point. I think that means it's probably coming up soon then. Oh, but th- I... like did you talk to your friend though and What do you mean? Well, you told me you were going to talk to your friend about like the like, who was oh. recently laid off. Yeah, yeah, I've I've discussed. Um honestly, it it doesn't matter until I know whether I'm getting laid off or not, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. At this point, it's basically like, you're still here, we're paying you, but you're doing nothing all day. Have fun. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I literally have no idea what I'm doing tomorrow, and honestly, if I go in and like literally there's nothing for me to do and they're just having me do bullshit all day, I'm just going to put in for the day off. <laughs> yeah. Just go home. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like I'm going to need my, va- at the rate it's going, it's not like I'm going to need my vacation time for anything this year. No. Oh. Well... We're just gonna have to be positive, you know. And I might get laid off tomorrow for all you know. Yeah, you never know. Well, at least you'll have an answer by then. <laughs> yeah. For all that's worth. 
But anyways, anyways, so your week, though, has been going better, it sounds like. Yeah, it's like. been going good. I've been busy at work, um, so must be always... Must be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but it's been good. I felt like it uh. went by pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> hiccup. Um, my cat, I don't know if we talked about this the last podcast, but um, if we haven't, my cat discovered her reflection recently. Um and if she hates it <laughs> she hates her reflection so last night i got woken up at three in the morning because i just hear like this growling noise <laughs> and i like i'm like what the hell so i go up and she she's sitting on my makeup table you know like my mirror that has the lights on it that i do my makeup at she's sitting there and she's just hissing and growling at herself it sounds was, like your it sounds like your cat so, so I, I got up and I took my little, I like have this little like uh, fleece like sweater that I wear like around the house. It's like kind of like a little nighttime jammy jacket. I'll just call it that. It's my jammy jacket. <laughs> and uh, I just covered it and then like she was fine. But today I got home and uh, she jumped up on there and she hissed at herself. So I pick her up, and I go to, like, my mirror that has, like, my jewelry in it, and I just, like, I put her up to it, and I'm like, it's yourself! It's your reflection! <laughs> and I was, like, shoving her into it, because I thought maybe if she, like, felt that it was, like, a solid piece of, like, <laughs> mirror, she'd get that it wasn't a cat, but, uh... No. She didn't get it, and she just kept hissing and going, like, and, like, scratch, like flailing at it so yeah i'm hoping that she gets over it soon i was talking to my co-worker and he said that his cat did something similar and it just took a couple times of running into a mirror before it was like oh this isn't another cat (laughs) so yeah but the tillard isn't the brightest bulb sometimes so (laughs) i know i love her but she there's not much in that noggin of hers. It's pretty no, she's, empty. She's, she's a little on the dupid side sometimes. <laughs> she is. She's not like a normal cat. Like, she hates cardboard boxes. She doesn't like them. And she, like, doesn't like a lot of things cats do. And she doesn't really meow. She more just goes like, Aah! and just screams. So, yep. she's, like, not eats, very... Eats like a dog. <laughs> she does. She eats like a freaking pig. <laughs> she's... <laughs> disgusting watching her eat like she gets food everywhere it's nasty yep. <laughs> i love her but she's she's a piece of work was that was that your funny story you were saying <laughs> yeah because i was uh. like shoving her well i wasn't shoving her into the mirror but i was like it's yourself you're hissing at yourself but she didn't get it so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping she gets over it soon. If anyone has any suggestions, please comment on the Instagram post for this podcast and let me know. Because I don't know what to know. do. Or Twitter, please help me. I don't know what to do. Part of it, it's a happening. Yep. That's for a, sure. It sure is. So. It's Thursday, so I'm not sure, but are you drinking anything this fine podcast? Oh, I am. I'm drinking a Rhode Island hard tea. Well, Adele's Rhode Island hard tea, because they're one of my favorites. Mm. So I got adventurous today at the liquor store because it was raining, it was pouring. The old man was snoring? 
No. He went to bed just, and bumped his head, and he couldn't today, wake up in the morning. Today's been a shitty day, but it's like, it's the sign that spring's coming, so it's raining all yeah, the time. Yeah, April showers, spring May flowers, but it's March. But, um, yeah, no. New England weather's a little off, so. Yeah. But, uh, it was pouring, and, like, I just wanted to get out of the rain for a few minutes, so I was just browsing the liquor store. And you know that, like, when you see the thing that's, like, you're like, that looks terrible, I have to try it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I saw, I'm not a Bud Light fan, like, I'm not really a fan of Budweiser in general, but I saw these Budweiser, Bud Light Seltzer Sours. Hmm. And I was like, that looks awful, I have to try it. I need it. So I'm trying one of those, it's green apple flavored. Yep. It it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. Ew. (laughs) And it's sour. Ew. (laughs) Like... No alcohol. You can't taste the alcohol at oh, all. Oh, boy. It's only 100 calories, so that's something. Um, it is. I feel like those are the things that you would get drunk off of very easily. Oh, yeah, because this is, like, straight up just, like, I could Jeez. chug this. Pretty oh, much. God. And it's only, it's it's 5% alcohol, too, so, I mean, it's, like. <laughs> oh, my boy. Fa- my favorite, though, is, like, it looks like a children's drink. Oh, no. My, minus the Bud Light. But yeah. at the top of the can, it has a very specific, contains alcohol. Yeah, it's probably for good reason. <laughs> and at the bottom of the can, plus the 5% thing. <laughs> but yeah. That was my uh, my interesting uh, drink for the podcast. I, it was like, I mean, they're not bad, I guess, but they're like, this is basically just drinking a candy. Yep. <laughs> like, it, like... I could destroy if like twelve of these in like a minute, probably. <laughs> They're nothing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> so other than that, I guess uh, any um, anime. Uh, I've been watching like One Piece episodes whenever I work out, but uh, like the new episodes. But I've been trying to level it out because I'm going to get caught up soon. But hmm. I'm also so excited for tomorrow because I really just want to read. The manga spoiler is going to be spoiled because it's going to be sick and I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for anyone if gotcha. they're listening. I saw, more, uh, I saw more English episodes. They're coming out soon. Oh, they are? I didn't know yeah, that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I saw a thing on Reddit and more dubbed episodes well, are coming out. That's good. Also, also Yashahime is finally coming back tomorrow. So. Hooray! Yashahime! So. Woo! I know, I, I know you don't like it, whatever. No, it's not that I don't like it, it's just I don't, like, want to watch like, it. <laughs> like it. <laughs> well, no, I don't have an opinion on it, because I have never seen it. So I can't say if I like it or don't. I just, like, I'm indifferent to it. I'm just like, meh, meh. But yeah. I'm happy that your episode is coming out. I just want to Attack fin- on Titan is ending soon, too. It is, and I'm going to binge it soon. I gotta do that. That'll be my next show that I binge. Yeah. Yep. But other than that, pretty much, uh, haven't really no games to talk about today. I didn't get any new ones. Me mostly because it's only mostly because it's only Thursday. Um, no. No I new figures play- for me. Uh, I've been playing the Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga remake. I'm I'm already at the end game, pretty much. Is that on the Switch? No, it's a 3DS game. Oh. I broke out. I broke out the old 3DS. Is there any Mario and Luigi games on the Switch? No, there's a Paper Mario. That's about oh. it. Wah, wah, wah. I wish <laughs> they'd bring them to the Switch. That would be cool. 
But. I feel like they should. Like, I feel like that would be something people would really like. Yeah, there's a lot of things Nintendo should bring to the Switch, <laughs> but they don't. Oh, yeah. But Nintendo it still thinks it's 1995 a lot of the time, so... Yep. But anyways... Anyway. We do have a, We do have a topic for this episode. We do? Yeah, we usually do. What? No <laughs> so way. Alex, so speaking of handhelds, um... So, Alex, do you like The Sims? I do. Do you like The Sims on the go? Fuck no. Just kidding. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. But, um... Yeah. So, we've already talked about The Sims in the past. Yeah. Um, that was an old episode. Like, episode... Yeah, yeah. Five, Three, I want to say. Five. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. Can't believe... What episode is this? Episode. This is sixty-seven, I think. Oh shit! <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but that was more of a general Sims retrospective, and we were kind of just go- glancing over the series. Yeah, and we were also still in our awkward phase too of not really knowing how to podcast, so we sound a bit yeah, like, like, like robots. <laughs> like we know how to podcast now, but yeah, anyways. well, we're more we're more relaxed now. No, we're just we're just we've we've given in and we've just, <laughs> we just we just don't understand. Care. We understand this is all bullshit, so we're just yeah. going with it. But yep. so, anyways, getting back to the Sims. So during that episode, and honestly, we've actually brought these games up in a number of episodes, including actually last week's episode, but uh, mm-hmm. one of the main... So obviously The Sims is, just as a history lesson, The Sims is essentially a life simulation game designed for computers where you essentially simulate human life mm-hmm. as, you know, The Sims. Yeah. And the whole concept is you create a car- you create a a sim, which is kind of like your avatar for that for the game. Yeah. And you basically simulate his life, going from uh, like meeting people, getting married, living a house, having a job, eventually getting old and dying. Yep. Creating more family members, having them live through their lives. <laughs> yep. It got progressively like The Sims Two is still probably the, in my opinion, the pinnacle of this. Yep. Uh, but Sims 3 and 4 have their strengths as well. Sims 1 is good too, even though it's horribly dated. But yep. essentially, The Sims is, was a, a phenomenon when it came out. And the games eventually would see their way to console, like the home console market with similar games that were heavily limited in terms of structure. Because obviously, at the time, uh, consoles were not as powerful as uh, the computer. So you'd have a lot of base limitations, like they take out a lot of the content to make it work on the game, and they kind of yep. put like sort of like a semi like goal based structure around them. Yeah. Now the handhelds also got games themselves. Yep. And obviously the handhelds at that point were the Game Boy Advance. Yep. So obviously. You're not going to put The Sims, as you know it, on a Game Boy Advance and make it work. Especially... It ain't going to happen. No. Or it's going to be incredibly boring and not fun. Yeah. With not as great graphics. Wow. I think 
Well, like, compared to what you were looking at on the computer, on, uh, especially on a <laughs> Game Boy around, Advance. Especially around this point. So, the Game Boy Advance itself would get a number of Sims-related games, along with the DS and the PSP. And yep. while there was portable Sims games after the ones we're talking about today, these ones are kind of special in yep. their own little way. Because these ones completely took the series in its own odd direction, you could yep. say. So, the first one of these games was The Sims Busting Out for the uh, Game Boy Advance. And yep. it was, in a sense, a adaption of the PS2, PS2, Xbox, and GameCube title of the same name. Yep. But... It was an adaption in pretty much name only because the Sims busting out for Game Boy Advance also and also the Engage uh, yep. for anyone who remembers that thing <laughs> is an entirely different uh, ballpark of a game. Yep. So honestly, the way to describe the Sims busting out on Game Boy Advance, so rather than a simulation game, so this was around. 2003, so Sims 2 era, okay. I want to say. Or just before Sims 2. Around that point. like Probably like right, befo right before The Sims 2 came out, like a couple years. Um, yep. So, rather than being a simulation game where you simulate life and have a rudimentary, or in, the console, in terms of the console games, you have a rudimentary like plot to follow, mm -hmm. um, The Sims busting out for Game Boy Advance instead went for I guess I guess the way to describe it would be like action adventure game yeah I'd say that's right or at least adventure maybe not quite action I mean I call them they're almost role playing games in a, in a sense well yeah they're like not an RPG exactly but it has elements um... they kind of border so I, I, I guess action adventure RPG question mark yeah, except you're not really gaining experience or anything. Well, it's you more... are, though, because you, cause you get the skill levels, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot about and, that. Uh, there is sort of a combat system. We'll, we'll get into it later. So this is why I'm kind of making this... We'll say action-adventure. Okay. But, so, The Sims Busting Out for Game Boy Advance is an isometric adventure game where you, yep. take, you create a sim... And you start the game basically by you're being dropped off from SimCity to Sim Valley, which yep. is the location where The Sims 2, I mean, The Sims 1 for PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube, and Sims Busted Out, the console version, takes place. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the country, the, the country version of The Sims. Yeah. So it's not Sim City, it's, it's like the suburbs, like the country kind of <laughs> area. Sim suburbs. <laughs> and what's interesting about these games is they have a full-on like plot. Like there is like a legit story going on. Yeah. So the game starts essentially. So spoiler warning, and for anyone who hasn't played these and might want to play these. Mm -hmm. um, so spoiler warning: the game starts off with your sim is dropped off at your uncle's farm. Yep. And you're immediately basically put to work by your uncle because you're he's not going to let you stay with him for free. So it starts out yep. by doing some basic tasks, and 
this is where the game kind of introduces how it's sort of sims how they're going to incorporate the sims aspect into this so mm -hmm. you're able the basically the sims wants are still in the game so like the obviously the hunger socialization sleep comfort uh, sh uh hygiene toilet yep um home homesick uh basically all and uh, entertain uh fun all mm -hmm. the the motives are still present so you have to watch those to progress through the game because if your motives are too low you're not able to socialize with characters which is a huge part of the game so this is kind of where i said there's sort of a battle system if you want to call it like quotation yeah, you're marks. battling yourself <laughs> well so one of the game's primary things is socialization and like mm -hmm. interacting with the other characters in the game and the way it yeah. works is you have like a relationship meter on the side and essentially, yeah. you're you're given a number of different uh, options to like say. And in the Sims busting out, they were the best because they weren't just yeah. like random little things. They were like mm -hmm. these different like questions that you could ask the character you're talking to. Yeah. And they would each one would have a full on response that was written out. But certain ones, depending on the character, would either be positive, like give you positive like um, relationship, or negative, or just like indifferent. So you had to kind of figure out which ones worked for the character to build up the relationships. The thing is, though, yep. you can only build up relationships as long as your motives are high enough. And if your motives are too low, then you won't be able to interact with any characters because you'll be too tired or too bored or hungry or you'll smell or something right after <laughs> the bathroom. You'll smell if you peed yourself. Which well, I mean that that I, I do believe like sometimes when you talk to a character and your hygiene's too low, you'll be you'll literally your sim will literally say P U I stink I can't talk right now or something. So, but yeah, so it's kind of a because the reason I say it's kind of a battle system is because it's it's a key part of the game because basically the opening the game is split up into uh, I want to say five missions, mm -hmm. each with like a number of mini. I guess, um, so they're, they're described as missions, and then within each mission is a number of different objectives, and then each yep. objective has, like, its own individual tasks that you have to complete. Mm -hmm. And there's usually five objectives per uh, mission, mm -hmm. and usually you don't unlock the fifth one until you complete the other four. Yeah. Obviously to kind of balance it out. Um, so... The game starts off where you're on the farm and you have to do all these different tasks. And one of the earliest tasks is you have to, like, furnish your... You're, you're living in the barn initially. And you have mm -hmm. to, of course, make money by playing mini-games or selling items or stuff. Yep. And by doing that, you have to play... So, like, there's a number of different mini-games you can play throughout the game to earn money. Yep. And then you also have to pay... The reason you want money is because you want to, A, either buy new items for your, um house because you got to keep it sims related somehow yep or you have to buy food or drink or pay other sims for various quest items and you got to pay rent because you know or bill your bills essentially yep so the first mission is basically just a tutorial explaining things you're limited to the barn area at first and you can't really go far and then eventually you gain access as you could progress through the game to more different like areas and as you like um go through each area you'll unlock more items you'll meet more sims and the tasks get weirder and weirder like 
there's like certain points where like at one point you want to run you run for mayor at one point in the game oh uh, you, you end up creating this underground like sewer system like which become makes it so you can easily like take shortcuts throughout the the uh the game world mm-hmm. um you can do missions to unlock new jobs which pay out better uh you unlock this old club uh, you find this old haunted house and you talk to a ghost at one point there's like a mutant chicken running around that you have to like avoid oh it's it's a cre- it's wild like it's so it's like some of the craziest shit but what makes it entertaining is the story is surprisingly deep for what couldn't have what, what was what was probably an afterthought of a game mm-hmm. when you really think about it but then there's also the um the dialogue and all the dialogue is crazy hmm. but eventually you get to the final mission the final mission where you're kind of wrapping things up for the story and at yep. one point you you actually end up finding this random rocket in the bottom of the barn where you started the game out oh and the final mission basically ends with you're basically told oh yeah you were found in a cornfield and this rocket <laughs> with this rocket so this is us telling you you need to go home i don't but- know what that implies about the the player character yeah but the way the game ends is uh, you set the rocket up in the back of your mansion because obviously the final house you get is a mansion. Yep. And basically the game ends with the rocket flies up in the air mm-hmm. and then dies out and then crashes back into the earth. <laughs> yeah. But there's two uh, islands. You start out on one island and the rocket lands on the other island. Oh. And then the credits roll. And that's how the game ends. <laughs> but that leads directly into its sequel. So before The Sims 2 came out, there was like a bit of a, like a period of just like in between Sims 1 and Sims 2 for the consoles anyways, there was kind of like a period of different Sims like spin-off games. Mm-hmm. One of which was The Herbs. Yeah. Sims in the City, which was a spin-off focusing on a more, as the title suggests, urban-themed uh, cityscape, where you yeah. it, essentially you play as Sims throughout like a city area, and the console game was basically a continuation of the uh, the Sims console games, where you had a set number of like a you it was it had like minor objectives to complete, but there wasn't really a full-on story. Yeah, I always remember the herbs. Yeah. Uh, console game because it had the Black Eyed Peas in it and had like similar <laughs> Black Eyed, like, Peas, Black Eyed songs. Peas songs for yep. whatever reason but it was fun enough but the handheld version so this one saw a release on both the uh, Game Boy Advance and the DS mm-hmm. they're the same game for the most part there's minor differences and the DS version has more content Okay. so we're going to mostly be talking about the DS version from here yeah because that's the one we played I have played both of them. The differences are so rudimentary that the DS version is probably just more interesting because there's more stuff to talk about. Mm. So, obviously the end of Sims Busting Out, you go up in a rocket and you crash down on a different island. Yep. Sim, The herb Sims in the City starts out with your pl- you same thing, you create a Sim at the start and then you're starting at the top of this tower in the city. Yep. And you're playing as now you're a janitor. And yep. at the top of this tower is a globe, like the kind of like the Atlas statue with the guy holding the globe. Yeah. 
and inside that globe is the rocket from Sims Busting Out. Oh boy. Implanted into the globe. So it's implied that that's where you landed. Yep. So now, Herb Sims in the City is essentially the same design. It's an action-adventure kind of like RPG-ish game. <laughs> but now you're in the city. And the way the herbs went was... You start out as a janitor working on in this tower called the King's Tower. Mm-hmm. And you immediately are told to get to work. <laughs> You're, we're not paying you to sit around. Yep. So you do the first mini game of the game, which is cleaning you're literally bird. cleaning you cl- you're cleaning bird shit off a bu- off the building. <laughs> yep. So you play that, you get some money, and then you immediately get fired. <laughs> and it's basically because the building's been sold to new owners and the new owner doesn't like you <laughs> and they fired you. <laughs> blah, blah. So then the, the tutorial mission for the game is essentially you're basically hiding out in the king's tower basically the janitor's letting you stay as long as you kind of stay in the shadows and work behind the scenes yeah so you're basically working doing menial tasks to teach you how to play the game similar setup you know you have all your motives you want to socialize uh the socialization system's been uh somewhat simplified rather than having full-on dialogue options now you just have different like simplified like um different like topics like talk about history talk about science talk about politics i don't know why you'd want to talk about that one but (laughs) Um, yeah and they're more just like buttons like yeah just like boop boop so the the touch screen is very rudimentarily incorporated into this game because obviously it was a game boy advance game that was ported to the ds yeah but yeah you can tap you were gonna say well i i was gonna say i remember like whenever like I'd gotten, like, my, uh, all my health that levels up all the way to, like, 100, and I needed to talk to someone and befriend them. I would be frantically picking options, like, that looked it, and it would be like, do-do-do-do-do. I just remember tapping the screen viciously during yeah. all the conversations, because I wanted to boost the friendship as fast yep. as possible. But, <laughs> and you never wanted that. to, you never wanted to actually read the dialogue. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. But, uh, well, it's funny, because reading the dialogue actually does give you hints of what the characters are into. Which yep. makes it a little bit easier. And it's funny because you run into, as the game progresses, you run into a lot of the uh, characters from Sims Busted Out and they all vaguely recognize you. <laughs> but they don't quite know who you are because it's like, wow, they forgot already. Even though you were running for mayor at one point. Yep. But, but that's aside the, besides the point. So, as you're doing the, uh, you're playing the, uh, the tutorial uh, mission, essentially... Eventually, you get to a point where you guys find out you're locked in the building, and you have to kind of steal a key to the t- the building to get out. So you end up, yep. You end up at one point, um, actually, like encounter encountering this like video. Pr- so these games are weird. So you end up encountering this like video projection of the former <laughs> owner of the tower. He essentially tells you that it's all kind of a scam, and I, he got basically duped into selling his building. And then he also get, tells you about this game's added mission which is we'll get to later yep but in the process you steal the key and then you get immediately caught by the new owner of the building who is daddy big bucks the most generic like villain ever okay and the funniest part about daddy big bucks is he's like the stereotypical like rich asshole like he's so rich that he just like it wants to be a dick for no reason yeah. He's the and rich jerk face. 
pretty much. Well, his whole goal in the game is he wants to tear down. Every, he wants to basically own every building in uh, the the area. This game takes place is called like Minneapolis or something. Yep. But uh, his whole entire goal is he wants to essentially buy every square foot of land in Minneapolis, tear down every building, and replace them with exact replicas, only with ticket oh. booths. So you have to pay to enter. Oh, that's so. That was his goal. Yeah, he's a he's stupid. He's a stupid rich guy, but um, what's what what's funny about it is he was actually also in Sims Busting Out, but he was like a nice guy in Sims Busting Out. He actually gave you sold you the mansion that you get at the end of the game, and in this game he's just a dick for no reason. Well, maybe like I don't know, maybe you betrayed him somehow. (laughs) You took his keys, and so he had you arrested. Huh. But uh, before we continue on that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. We're back. So, continuing on with the the herbs, uh, Sims in the City... So essentially, after you get caught, you get literally arrested, and the next, you get sent to like, so you start out in the big city portion of Minneapolis, I think it's called, Mm -hmm. and you immediately get sent to like one of like the smaller like suburb areas, which is like this kind of small little square that you can explore, and you essentially, you get locked, like capped off there, Yeah. and you can't go any farther. So this is where the structure of the game then starts. You'll have access to one area. Um, then you have a whole selection of missions. Like, you obviously have to get out of jail, find a place to live. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about the Sims, the I mean, the Herbs, uh, Sims in the City, is unlike the first game where each area of the game you'd get, like, a new, more expensive house progressively, in the Herbs, you actually don't have to ever move. You can stay in your first house the entire game if you really want. Yeah. Uh, obviously you'd want to buy better houses because the first houses are very limited. Yep. But if you got want to just save your money for other things, like if you're lazy and you don't want to play the mini games to make money... Yeah. Mm. Um, you can um, stay in the house, which is a different feature. But this game instead, like, kind of, like, story-wide... The story gets really bizarre. Like, there's, like, protesting that you join. Yep. Uh, there's one quest where you literally just... Ha- hang out with the girl for an entire time so she'll give you the uh, location of the cl- of a club. Yeah! Um, which is a great place to meet people in the game because so you, you have to find certain people throughout the game to get certain items and to increase <laughs> skills because the herbs actually has like a reputation system where there's like four different rep groups that you can be in. Yep. And like you get different each you get different bonuses and like if you get high enough in your own rep depending on which rep group you're in you get like special bonuses throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, so when I usually play, I end up in, like, the rep group, the Richies. And the Richies, essentially, they're, they're all money-based, and it makes it easier to get money. Mm-hmm. But the reason I like to play as the Richies is, eventually... So every rep group has, like, a super item that you unlock. Yeah. Um, eventually, and in the Richies, uh, you get, um... It's like the hype. It's like a hyperbolic like chamber where you essentially, you submit to the chamber, and it, heal, it raises all your motives to max. Oh. 
So it completely takes that aspect of the game out, and it makes it like three times more easier. Yeah, it sounds right. I think the uh, the the streeties, which were like the street smart ones, I think they were like you got like this radio thing that you could play any song. It basically gave you access to the soundtrack of the game. Oh, huh. well, that's which is kind of cool. I mean, it's lame compared to the other one, but you know, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. So the way the game works is like you go through, you go through, you finish a mission in an area, and then you unlock another area. Mm -hmm. So then your game world expands from one section of the game to the next. Yep. And then you complete that one, and there's like a point in the game where you literally, Daddy Big Bucks literally like will like, you foil his plan again. So then he beats you with a cane, <laughs> and throws you off the dock, and then you wake up in the bayou. Oh boy. <laughs> And there's two brothers living out in the bayou, and they don't want to help you because they think you're a vampire. What? And the whole time you're basically convincing them there's no such thing as vampires. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's literally a gator man living out in the swamp, plus a um, a guy who's literally like the Charlie Daniels song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. That's literally what he's a parody of. Yep. It's just a guy wearing red pajamas, and you, you, you fiddle battle with him in the middle of the night in the Bayou, and it's actually a mini-game, which is really fun. Doesn't, it's a rhythm game, essentially. Doesn't one of the Bayou twins also become a vampire? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. So, after you get out of the Bayou... So, honestly, in mission four in the game is, like, the first three missions are all, like, the Bayou. Yep. And eventually you get out of the Bayou, but right before you escape, one of the brothers, like, gets, like, uh, kidnapped in this, like, mycelium hidden underneath the the uh, the city. Yep. And it, it doesn't get acknowledged again until Mission 5, but we'll get to that later. So you spend the rest of Mission 4 essentially finishing uh, finishing up stuff, because by this point you've regained access to the original, like, the big city area. Mm -hmm. And you can even, like, live in the King's Tower penthouse where you initially were uh, staying in its unfinished state at the start of the game. Yep. But you finish that up, and then the final mission is essentially... Um, it's it's basically cleaning up loose ends. Like obviously, we're starting to cl uh, get to the end of Daddy Big Bucks's plot. Yep. And at one one of the missions is literally you go back to the Bayou, and the other um, uh, Bayou brothers like where the where the fuck's my brother, dude? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. I don't know. And then you where find out he? he you find out he got bit by a vampire, and you have to discover the cure for vampire. Oh no. Uh, vampirism or whatever. Mhm. Mm and it's literally chocolate. <laughs> Well, it's like the it's the most random thing ever. That's pretty random. But eventually, like Daddy Big Bucks's plot eventually gets revealed that it's like, um, he's trying to go back, build a time machine to go back in time to basically claim all of Minneapolis for himself. Oh. And he does it, and you literally. So the climax of the game is you have to build your own time machine to go back in time yourself and undo what he did. Nah. And it's one final climax. You build the time machine and you basically save the day. Mm -hmm. Now, what makes what's interesting is the DS version actually adds a bonus mission, which wasn't present in the um, original game. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a bonus mission revolved that revolves around the uh, Splicer Island. Yep. And the Splicer Island is 
so it first gets mentioned me uh, it, it first gets like mentioned to you early on when uh so there's the the game has like a main villain and then like a his counterpart which is the Harlan King yep who is the original owner of King's Tower and he's kind of like the big good of this world yep and so his like little telepathic pre-recorded message tells you about the the uh, Splicer Island yep so throughout the game next to the main plot you can find these like um bonus missions revolving around the Splicer Island. So at first you have to find the blueprints and then you have to learn about the island to gain access to it. And then essentially you end up building the island and the whole gimmick of the island is you basically can create pets out of ember and they're like dragons, dinosaurs, like apes, mm -hmm. like just like these early goofy pets. Yep. And the whole gimmick is you rebuild Splicer Island to make it a tourist attraction. And the final thing you get is... um probably the best minigame in the game, which is the Pet Show minigame. Mm -hmm. And eventually, the game's final climax is uh, after you beat the main story, you get a final mission at Splicer Island where they clone Daddy Big Bucks and they made him this like little midget guy. And he's, he's just evil, but he takes... He, he incapacitates your, your herb. Yep. And instead you have to take control of your one of your pets. And you literally walk around the world as one of the pets to stop... The, uh, the final villain and it, it's like this really goofy final climax <laughs> but then you finish the game it honestly they're they're really fun games hmm. I mean you've played you've played herbs extensively yeah no and honestly after talking about it, I really want to play it again <laughs> mm. I mean I've played this game so so the DS version was actually a launch title for the for the Nintendo DS yep and I remember I got that along with Mario 64 DS. Yep. And I remember I played, uh, I played the herbs like three times as much as, um, than I did like Mario 64, just because I was really into that game for some reason. Yeah. And I like know the game like front to back now, like so much that um, I can actually speed run it now. Yep. But even like beyond that, like the story is pretty entertaining. It's oh, decent yeah. for like a, a an obviously afterthought game. Yeah. Um, and the soundtracks are killer. Like for like mm. Game Boy Advance like shovelware standards. Like they were composed by this man, uh, a composer named I think his name's like Ian Stockett or like Stalker. Mm -hmm. But he did like a phenomenal job with what he had like available yeah. at the time. Like and they're they're surprisingly catchy and they fit the Sims vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, the dialogue is great. Like all the, the little it's like the little tiny things from each that like makes you kind of like interested in them. Yep. But following the herbs, so busting out and the herbs are connected together because obviously they same character in both and they reference each other significantly. Like they one takes place right after the other. Yep. Following that, The Sims 2 would come out. And yep. The Sims 2 had a ton of different versions. Oh, yeah. So the Game Boy Advance also got a version of The Sims 2, which was the same style as the previous two games. Although this one featured a different character you were playing as, but it was a similar... same world, because... In this one, you're basically you're playing as, like... The whole goal gimmick is the whole world is like an undercover TV show in Strangetown from The Sims 2. Yeah. And... Daddy Big Daddy Big Bucks is the producer. 
But basically, you're infiltrate. You're you're pl you're basically uh, an inside man in the town, and you're basically making episodes of the television show for Daddy Big Bucks as the game progresses. And huh. it's fun. I wouldn't say it's as good as the previous two games. Yeah. Like it's definitely not as engaging. I'd say because they they changed a lot of things up, and the whole movie idea is isn't as engaging. I'd say overall. But it is fun enough. It is. It's definitely the same goofiness. But the one I remember the most from this was the DS version. Now, yep. unlike the, the DS version of the Sims, uh, of the Herbs, the, the Sims Two had its own unique version, which yeah. admittedly did use most of. It lifted most of the characters and like music from the Game Boy Advance version. Yep. But it's had a completely different uh, story and gameplay. So yeah. the game instead, rather than using the isometric pre-renders, is it uses like a full 3D world for yeah. DS full 3D, anyways. Yeah. And the whole gimmick of the game is you're essentially you're essentially running a hotel. Yeah. Because um, the game starts out, you get stranded in Strange Town, your car's busted. <laughs> so the, the 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 this version of the of Sims 2 is is commonly referred to as um, the Sims 2 Hotel. And yeah. the whole story revolves around essentially you take, you become the manager of the hotel, yeah. and pro you basically you run the hotel throughout the game, as the story unfolds around you. Yeah. And what makes Sims Two for DS interesting is it uses a real time clock similar to, um, similar to the uh, Animal like Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah. So you're restricted by like. Like, you can't speedrun this game because you're restricted by, like, time. Oh, yeah. And as you progress through the game, like, you have different, like... So there's three main antagonists in um, Sims 2 for DS. Mm -hmm. And each one has their own, like, s set of goals they'll give you to, like, complete. So it's still goal-based, like the Game Boy Advance and the, the previous three games. And you basically... The thing that makes this game a bit slower is one of the things you do in the game is you slowly build the hotel up. Mm -hmm. The problem is, though, each hotel room costs money. And that's not really the problem, because there's a mini-game that you can play, and, like, routinely throughout the game, occasionally a character will call you up telling, telling you the deck has been stacked. Mm -hmm. Which essentially means it's a card-based mini-game, and what that basically means is that the game's been rigged. You're going to win every round from this point. Oh... So you want to play the mini game on the days when the deck's been stacked because you're you're really guaranteed to win every round. So you just build up a massive amount of funds, and then you can buy every room. And then, so the thing about the room system is, to get every room built for the hotel, it takes like eight hours, eight hours like real time, mm -hmm. to build. So you have to, like, basically, you buy all of them, and then you stop playing, you take a break, and you'll get back to it the next day, and then you, bam, you have every single room in the game. Yeah. And once you have every room in the hotel, that's when you can actually, like, basically play the game and, like, explore around and mm -hmm. follow the missions, essentially. And it's kind of similar. Like, you have to socialize with characters and, like, make money by doing things to buy things. You can customize your hotel rooms. And it, it kind of has a lot more of the simul like simul uh, simulation elements this time around, mm -hmm. like compared to uh, the hand the other handheld games. Yep. But I always remember this one 
being particularly goofy. Yeah. Overall. Well, I remember, like, there were so many weird things, like the, the rat cave, where you could be Ratman. Yeah, there was a... No, you weren't Ratman, you were the Raticator. Oh, the Raticator. Blah, blah. Basically Batman, but rat, rats. Yeah, there was a, bat, a Batman parody down in the basement, and you'd become the Raticator. Yep. So you could, uh... Then the gold gimmick was you would use that to, like, defeat, like, uh, thugs that would appear occasionally in the, in the, um, hotel, or, like, alien invasions would happen. <laughs> yep. Or robot monkey attacks. Oh, yeah, because wasn't yes. one of the antagonists, like, a robot monkey? Yeah, the final, the final villain of the game is, like, this robotic monkey butler. Huh. Who tries to take over the hotel. There's, like, an underground mole man at one point. A mummy shows up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a goofy, like, game overall, but it's surprisingly competent for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely probably... The only reason I, I don't recommend this one as much as the other ones is because the real-time clock does yeah. make it very, kind of a chore to play at times. And if you time travel, the game punishes you. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you time travel, it, it sparks... The punishment for messing with the in-game clock... Mm-hmm. Is it sparks a mass alien invasion on your town? Yep. Where literally ev- every single room, like in the game, is infested with aliens, and you have to take them all out. Mhm. Yeah. Which is a bit of an inconvenience. Inconvenience. It is, because isn't the only way to well the aliens you can attack them with the rat suit, but it's also a water gun, right? Yeah, you can also take them out with a squirt gun. Which is more of a pain in the ass. The rat suit is much more convenient overall. <laughs> also, isn't there but, um, isn't there like an autopsy room for the aliens? Mm-hmm. I just remember that. There, there's a ton of really bizarre, like like Bigfoot. Bigfoot's in one of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Like Bigfoot literally is down in the basement of the hotel at one point. Yep. There's a safe. <laughs> there's a random like um altar to praise the giant cow god at one point too oh yeah like there's just a ton of goofy shit in this game yeah this game was weird also remember the weird, arcade had was... a space invaders game yes it did <laughs> I remember that now there was other games on the DS and Game Boy Advance, but I guess one last game I want to talk about before me and Alex get into those is there was also one, uh, uh, the PSP also got a Sims 2 game. Oh, okay. And the PSP Sims 2 is essentially the, I guess the final game in what I like to call the story-based Sims games. Yep. Like the handheld, like, I guess the RPG Sims games, you, I, I, I'd like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sims 2 for PSP is essentially, it's it's very similar to like the DS game and also the GBA games where the game starts out with your Sim is driving to, through the desert and your car breaks down. Yep. And you pull up to this abandoned service station to get it fixed. And mm-hmm. you start doing a couple missions, basically similar style. You walk around, now it's in full 3D though. Yep. And you can walk around and, like, um, uh, interact with different uh, characters throughout the game. And the game has a similar sort of, um, it's like a, it's kind of like a battle system in a sense where it's like, it's like a timing-based socialization game where characters will be thinking of one particular thing. You have to hit either the square, circle, or X button 
at the right time to match what they're thinking about. And sometimes it's a similar thing. Mm-hmm. And you have to time it right. And that's how you gain your relationship values with these characters. Mm. So the, this game is... So if you thought the DS game was goofy, or even the GBA game, or the GBA games to a sense, mm-hmm. this game is beyond goofy. Because literally, like, you'll do a couple missions for the um, the auto mechanic, and he'll agree to fix your car. Yeah. And your sim drives like a gremlin, by the way. It's like the most hideous <laughs> a car. A gremlin? <laughs> yeah, uh, like an AMC gremlin. Oh, like a real. It's like okay. a. It's like a hideous looking car, but um, so he uh, the repair guy re- agrees to like fix your car, but he tells you it's gonna be a bit. So he tells you to go like hang out in the service sta- the general store next to the service station for a bit. So you do a couple missions over there. You learn about secrets and other things in the game. Yep. Uh, then you go... They tell you, oh, your car's probably finished. So you go back over to the car, and the entire service station is gone. Oh. Like, it's just missing. Oh, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. Did I remember and, you being like, what the hell? Well, yeah, because the story gets weird, like, real fast. Yeah. And um, so you... Um, you go to the service station, it's gone, and there's just a cell phone sitting on the ground. <laughs> and this guy literally is like, you answer the cell phone because it's ringing, and this guy is like literally telling you, oh, I've been meaning to talk to you. And you're like, dude, where's my car? <laughs> and he's literally like, don't worry about that. You're going to come come to the, the town nearby and meet me, and I'll give you a job. What? Uh, you have to find your own transport, though. And uh, bye. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so like, hard. then you're... So then you have to find tra- like you have to find a place to live and you have to find a way into town. So there's two other NPCs in this in this gas station that you can talk to. Yeah. Uh, one of them is actually Bella Goth, one of the uh, the recurring uh, characters from the Sims universe. Yeah. She's uh, the red she's dress run away. one, right? Yep. She's run away from home, and she's just living in the gas station. Yeah. Uh, and she sells you her mansion for nothing for basically nothing. Because she wants to get out of there. Huh. So you basically... All you have to do is give her... Um, all the money you have on you. And she'll give you the mansion for that. Uh, and fun fun fact... Uh, because you don't have a lot of money at this point... Buy... All you have to do is buy... Um, candy bars from the store. To spend all your money. Yeah. But get the house from Bella. And then sell the candy bars to get your money back. So, like, you pay nothing for it, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it's a win. But, um... Then after that, there's a uh, police officer outside. Mm-hmm. A, d- a detective. And he, uh... He basically, he tells you, if you can get me some donuts, I'll take you up to, uh... The, the, I'll take you into town. Mm-hmm. So, you basically have to... It's basically to teach you about the the chat, flirt, and intimidate mechanics. Yep. Because each socialization thing gives you different options. You can either chat with a character, you can flirt with a character, and you can Mm -hmm. intimidate them. So basically it teaches you you have to intimidate the owner of the store to find out where she keeps the donuts, which she stores the donuts in the trash can. Oh, I mean, why not? So you essentially, you give the police officer trash donuts, and he takes you into town. And then you get into town. Well, he doesn't know. Doesn't hurt him. (laughs) Yeah, and then you get into town, and then you find out you've the literally the mansion Bella gave you is literally the biggest house in town. Yeah. 
Yep. But it has a twist. It's haunted by ghosts. Oh boy. So you have to, like so a, a mini quest throughout the game is you have to um you have to find way find out ways to like clean like basically let the let the souls of these ghosts go. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you have to essentially like they have like different mini quests that you got to follow. Yeah. So essentially, you progress through the game, and you eventually like do different tasks throughout the because you live in a cul-de-sac in the game, and there's different houses there. Yep. And there's many games you can play, but the whole thing is eventually you meet the uh, the guy who called you on the phone, and you do a few tasks for him working for him, and then he teleports away sinisterly. And then you find him hidden in his house, and he's in a fucking, like, supervillain costume, and he's, he's like, he's renamed himself Dr. Dominion, oh. and he's trying to take over the freaking world. Oh. Because this is a Sims game. Yeah, and there has to be world domination at some point. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, after that, you progress through the game, you get through each area. As you finish an area, you unlock a new one. Mm-hmm. Including this kind of, like, shanty town area, and then this, like, um... Um, area literally area fifty one <laughs> is another location. All right. <laughs> but you do a bunch of different tasks, and you run into like all sorts of different things. Like there's aliens in area fifty one, of course. Yeah. Uh, there's there's like an entire cult dedicated to worshiping this cow, evil cow god. Oh. That you join. There's like a. I mean, why not? <laughs> there's like this like pug creature that runs around the town at night and scares the shit out of everyone that you find out later what's going on with. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, the 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 shanty town area is called literally called Dead Tree. That's the name of it. Ah, oh, nice, pleasant. And then there's also um, a robot woman, and there's like these mad scientists. It's it's, it's all nut shit. Yeah. But eventually, you uh, re-encounter Doctor Dominion in this final area, and you literally have to do like this like mini game button mash boss fight oh, wow. to like beat him. And it all ties together, but it, it's it's honestly a really fun game if you're into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PSP version's not really what I'd recommend playing it on, just because it's very... The load times are rough, because oh, it's okay. a PSP, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the best way to play it is on the Vita, because it was ported to the Vita at one point. The problem is, though, I'm not sure if you can actually get it on the Vita anymore. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, so... It's definitely worth playing, though, just for how the, the freaking insanity of it. Hmm. Now, it sounds clear. I remember always watching you playing it and being like, I want to play, and then you'd be like, no, you can't play, and I'd be like, okay... I just remember that. <laughs> well, it wasn't like you had a PSP, so there was no. Really I know, no I know. Could... Well, you could have let me no. borrow it. <laughs> yeah, but you were still in your controller throwing phase, and I didn't trust you. <laughs> wow, how cruel! <laughs> yeah, but you had out. a game that I wanted to play. You had a game that I wanted to play, even though it turned out to be shit. <laughs> well, that was my revenge. You know. Yeah, you had so. Let's talk about The Sims 2 Pets. Ah. Because you had The Sims 2 Pets for Nintendo DS. Yes. Oh, boy. (laughs) You want to play as a veterinarian? It's trash. That game was trash. Uh, It was just, yeah, it was basically you played as a veterinarian, um, but the graphics just looked 
pretty fucking awful. Like, <laughs> they did not look good. And all the pets looked demented. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was just like, bleh. So you basically... I remember really... it had, like, a really basic story, too. I don't even think it had a story. I think it was just like you were a... It didn't have a story. It was just... You were a vet, and then your goal was to just get, like, a, ver a nicer... Like, the biggest pet veterinarian office slash house, because you worked out of your house. But the, gotcha. I'm looking at a screenshot right now, and I'm... T like, these... Like... What the fuck? These look horrible. <laughs> All the things. And basically it was like you had to take care of them. You had to give them medicine. And you had to like brush them and they would cry. I just remember them crying all the time. Like they'd be like, oh, well, well. So Yeah, I, I remember like... it being really goofy for whatever reason. <laughs> it, it was. It was really stupid. I'm not going to lie. It was. I don't even remember. I think I would play it for like an hour and then I'd be like, this is dumb. And then I'd stop playing it. <laughs> Oh, the DS version was not good. It was not a good time. Um, poor I remember that. Um, they, there was also, believe it or not, there was a Game Boy Advance port of The Sims 2 Pets as well. Oh. And it ran, so the re only reason I own it is because I was buying The Sims 2 for Game Boy Advance years ago, and they accidentally sent me The, pets for, the Sims 2 Pets because they had it mislabeled. Oh, Yep. And they actually gave me my money. The the seller literally gave me gave me my money back and literally said, "You can have it. I don't really care." <laughs> you can have it. No one wants it. <laughs> but um, so I played it for a little bit just because why not? And it literally it plays like the hand the GBA Sims games, but it has like no story in it. You like just literally you get pets. And yeah. That's it, and you can somewhat build a house and. You have wants and stuff, but it's, like, the most rudimentary thing I've ever played. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think the DS... I think the DS was basically on the same... Like, I don't think you could even build the house. I think you could move furniture around, but you couldn't do any, like, changing yeah, of the, the layout Sim or anything. Like, I... The, Sim, the, the Sims console games rarely ever had, like, um... They didn't really have, like, heavy, like, house-building mechanics ever. Yeah. No, most definitely did not. Um, I mean, it, like, I'm looking back, I mean, I won't lie, it was not a good game. <laughs> I cannot, no. I cannot in, like, good sense tell you that it was a good game and you should play it. You definitely shouldn't play it. It was a bad game and it wasn't fun. But, you know, if you're really that curious, and I know people like to torture themselves, so if you really want to do that, then be my guest. But I wouldn't yeah. recommend it. <laughs> There was also a port of the PSP. There, there was also a port of Sims 2 Pets for the PSP, but it was literally just a port of the um, the PS2 version, which was oh. essentially it was basically you were playing The Sims, heavily watered down. Mm -hmm. But um, you it was like heavily watered down, but you had pets, so it was basically you were kind of just playing a very limited version of The Sims with pets. Yep. I mean, it was it was fun enough for what it was but it was, yeah. it was you're better off just getting a pc <laughs> yeah you're better off just downloading the expansion pack you'll probably have a lot more time fun yeah um like it wasn't even as fun as like the console version of sims 2 which actually has like its own in-depth like story mode oh really huh. well it, it's not in-depth but it's more than a lot of the other games had yep 
And I guess the final handheld Sims games we can talk about are um, Sims 2 Castaway, one of the weirdest spin-offs I think The Sims ever had. Oh, yeah. So I guess uh, we'll end off with your version, because okay. you had the DS version. I, I had the PSP version. Yep. Um, I guess to briefly talk about it, the PSP version was... So I'll give this, this game credit. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Not good but interesting essentially okay. you'd make a you'd make up to like i think it was like four, six sims or six or seven sims yep and the whole plot of the game is you go on a boat ride mm-hmm. like you're leisurely and there's like a storm in the boat wrecks and everyone wa- sims to as sims to castaway you all wash ashore on this random island and you can't find any of your uh your people you were with on the boat mm-hmm so the goal of the game is you have to basically craft like different clothing by like exploring the jungle and finding different like items and stuff and you essentially craft your different homes and stuff and it's basically like a survival sims game it's interesting not particularly fleshed out okay now the ds version was different from what i remember yeah, so, well, first off, the DS version, it starts out with your character on a dock. And it's basically, the only reason they get cast away is that they are on a dock, and they're being an idiot, and they fall into an open crate. Hmm. And then the crate closes on them, and they basically are on the boat. And they're basically, like, knocking on the crate, like, someone let me out, someone let me out. But of course... No one hears them, and it's basically on, like, um, one of those boats that has, like, a bunch of... Like, a container ship that's transporting uh, cargo. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, partially through the trip, a storm hits, and the boat capsizes, and your sim in the box is thankfully able to es- escape and washes ashore on a deserted island. Once they're on the island, you basically have to fill all of your regular meters of, like, cleanliness, food. So you have to find food. You have to make a shelter. Oh, yeah, those those were in the PSP version, too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So you have to find food, make a shelter, um, complete some tasks, um, daily tasks. And eventually, once you kind of get settled and you're able to at least balance your skills out, like, balance, not your skills, balance your, um, your needs, um... You're able to uh, explore the island. Um, And the island is actually built up of... It's a cluster of actual three islands. Um, And there's like a bunch of different checkpoints on the island. Uh, And basically each one Mm -hmm. has... Either it has like a different task you can do there. Like, oh, this is a fishing spot. Or this has a mini game. Or this has um, some tasks you can do. Something like that. Or in some locations it will be like, oh, this is where blah 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 lives. Because... As you're on the island, you find a bunch of other people who have also found their way onto the island. I don't think all of them were even... It's funny, because, like, I don't even think any of them were on the same ship as you. I think these were all just other people who were castaways (laughs) from random other endeavors. Um, That's funny, because the the PSP version, well, PSP, I think it's based off the PS2 and Wii version as well, but um, it's funny, because, like, in that version, it was just you guys were on, like, a boat, and then the boat wrecked. Nope, this version is just you were some dumbass who fell in a crate and now has to figure life out. Uh, 
And as you meet them, like, as you meet all the other people, you'll, um, they'll basically be like, I need help. Like, I remember one of them was actually, like, an archaeologist or something, and she ended up, like, getting really sick, so you had to, like, make a medicine for her, uh, and then she became your friend. Uh, and I think mm. the end goal was that you found all these people, and then you'd make, like, some sort of boat and, like, sail away or something, and get back to civilization, but I never beat it, because... As much it was a much better game than The Sims Two Pets, but it was still not Dumb. a great game. <laughs> not a great yeah. game, and I I definitely felt like with this one, the the needs definitely uh made the gameplay a lot more challenging. Um, That's the problem with a lot of these like handheld Sims games I've noticed. Yeah, I feel they're like. like oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna, I think we were kind of on the same page of it, but I was gonna say, I think, like, they needed to, like, slow down the meters, or, like, I don't know, I just feel like they drained so quickly, and you were constantly mm. like, oh, I need to do this, and it's like, oh, I can't talk to this person, because I need to pee, alright, go to pee, go up to them again, oh, I'm hungry, can't talk to them, oh, so it'd be, like, a lot of, like, back and forward, back and forward, or just, like, yeah. <laughs> getting frustrated. No, I noticed, because, like, I feel like with these games, like, a lot of time, the, they were trying to make a game, and then they had to incorporate the Sims stuff to, like, make them work. Yeah, make them Sims, I feel like, <laughs> Sims games. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of, like, tacked on, like, at the end. It was kind of like, okay, yeah, this is here, sure, why not? Yeah. We need, it needs to be a Sims game. But, yep. uh obviously i guess a roundabout way looking at these games because other than that after that one i think the only handheld sims game was sims 3 for 3ds and that was just a really watered down port of sims 3 well i guess the only other versions i could talk you could talk about were the my sims games uh, honestly those are probably better off for another okay i just wasn't sure yeah because that's like another honestly that's it's an interesting thing in itself to be perfectly honest okay but yeah i mean other than that yeah so sims 3 for 3ds was the final one and that was really nothing to write home about mm -hmm. i'm surprised they haven't ported the sims any sims to switch yet honestly is there? I thought there was Sims games on. The no, I don't. Sims Four never got ported over. Let's see. Sorry, but Sims Four won't be. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Bummer. Womp womp. But yeah, I, I, it's pretty obvious that the most interesting ones here are the Game Boy Advance and some of the DS ones, and that the PSP Sims Two game. Mm -hmm. The, like, the heavily story... Honestly, they're just adventure games with added-on Sims bullshit. Yeah. But I just always love the creativity of these games, even though they're so freaking obscure these days. Oh, yeah. But they're... They're so... They're just so fun. They're... Well, I mean, the ones that were good, like the uh, herbs and, like, the sim... That, that error, I think, are just, like, so fun, and I wish they'd bring them back. Um, like games like the one, that. All the basically the all the ones from Sims Bus Note to Sims Two. Hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like 
We're good I without guess... The Sims 2 pets. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I give... Because these weren't made by Maxis. They were made by a, a smaller company, I believe. The first two were made by a company called Gryptonite Games. Oh, okay. Who are, I, I think they're still around, or they're, they've closed. I'm not really sure. Yeah. And then the later ones were the Sims Two games were made by Amaze Entertainment. Yep. They did a valiant job, at least like making decent enough games. Hmm. With what they had to work with. Yeah. Honestly, at some point, I kind of want to get an engage, <laughs> and I want to get the Sims busting out for it. Just, just to experience why... it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, I've played. Sims busting out on GVA plenty of times. Might as well try the Engage version. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I love the I love <laughs> the world. The that. stories are fun. There's some really good, well-written dialogue. The soundtracks oh, yeah. are surprisingly good for, uh, for what they are. No, it definitely made me want to play. Um, the oh, Sims, herbs the is, herbs. I, again. I give that a. I give that a yearly playthrough just because I can speedrun it and it's fun. Mm. No, I definitely want to play that. Pick that up again because hmm. it's fun. I yeah. kind of forgot. I kind of want to play. Um, I kind of want to play uh, the Sims Two PSP now just because I, ha I still have it on my Vita and that's like the best way to play. It. <laughs> Why not play it? Woo! Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, that's basically it. Um, this was an interesting one just because. These games are so odd. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but they're also really good. Mm. I, I If you're a fan. Obviously, they're not for everybody. I, I oh, will yeah. say. Like, these no, they're definitely not for everyone. But, I mean, if they're... They might be something you like to play. I mean, just don't go in expecting them to be like The Sims on the computer. I think that's the best way no. to go about it. They're fun. They're fun little niche little games that I think are worth picking up mm. at some some point. I agree. but yeah. Um, anything else you want to add? Or no, I mean I think we I think we chatted it up and yeah. All right. Woo. Well, anyways, guys, once again, thanks for joining us on the Gaming and Collecting Podcast. Uh, the Gaming and Collecting Podcast can be found on all your major podcasting platforms, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Woo. And uh, you can also, uh, the Gaming and Collecting Podcast is made on Anchor Podcasts, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter, as long with Good Pods. And the episodes eventually come out on YouTube. Depends whenever I get around to it. It takes time, and I don't have a lot of time, on that, yeah. <laughs> sadly. But I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, once again, thanks for joining us, guys, and we will see you all next time. See you next time. All right, see you. Goodbye. I'll miss you. <laughs>